joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, multiple-time world champion. I guess technically he would now be an FOF, a friend of Foyer, as we determine on this show. It is Teddy Bruschi. Teddy, it's Gresham Foyer. Good morning. Thank you for making time for us. Appreciate it, Chris. Heck yeah, FOF, friend of Foyer. I'll take it. I'll take it. Anytime my man gives me a text and says the show needs something, all right, so we got something to talk about here. Oh, boy. I mean, listen, I mean, I, I've been watching ESPN, and I, I feel like you've been on since like 6 a.m. this morning or whenever it was <laughs> that the word got out. The, the bat phone probably rang. And I guess you're just your initial reactions to the, to the uh, I guess, the official, official retirement of one Tom Brady. Uh, you got a video this time, so yeah. you're looking right into the eyes of, of Tom, and I actually got a little emotional myself in terms of just feeling what he felt there, um, knowing him and how how just brightly the fire burns in terms of competing for championships when he says he's retiring, and then those last two words, for good. And you, cause you see him um, get emotional, a little bit choked up, and start tearing up a little bit. I'm trying to understand and help everyone understand that's listening, how hard it was for him to say that this is, this is the ultimate, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just worried about the next championship, the next win The person that's saying I'm done competing and I'm actually choosing not to compete anymore. That was my reaction to it initially, because it's just to, to see the words, and the expression of Tom's and have that him say that was something I was not ever, something I never thought I would see. And Teddy, to add a layer to that, Foye and I talked about this in the first hour, a lot of guys kind of either age out or their body kind of gives out on him. The amazing part of this is that at 40 flipping five years old, this dude still has to make the tough choice to leave game on the field for him to walk away. I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like it. Yeah, well, you won't. I mean, this is, I think the one thing we didn't achieve in 2007, achieving that perfect record and the, the perfect season, um, Tom just achieved it in terms of a career. It was, it was perfection of a career. He really um, had everything going. He wasn't the betrothed one the number one overall pick that everyone looked to and like, you're the answer, you're the savior. He was, you know, everybody knows the 199th pick and that immediately made him relatable to everyone on the team. Here's the backup quarterback that's trying to find his way and grind and form relationships with the, with the team because if he, if he's not liked, he's going to get cut, you know, and that's sort of the, the role of the backup quarterback that all the way to being the person that's looked to, to set the standard in between all of that, he had a comeback where he had the torn ACL where he had to deal with that. Um, so just he switched teams to go somewhere else to prove he could do it outside of new England. And he did it there also. I don't know what you could ask from a career it was the perfect career, and it's a congratulations to him. I mean, fellas, it's, 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 truthfully, should have known. I should have known because of all the conversations I've had with Tom, and he's like, Teddy B, 45, 45. On air, on the record, or off the record, it's 45. And we're like, whatever, man. You're not going to get 45. It's not going to happen. But basically, he would say to us, 40 effing five, and we should have known. You know, he got it, and he accomplished that. And, you know, just congratulations to my friend. So we're talking to Teddy Bruschi on the Harbor One Hotline. And I'm just – 
I feel like every player has this, I don't know, call it a come to Jesus moment when they really, you know, I'm I'm retiring for good this time. Like you had yours, I had mine. Like what do you think was going through his head when he decided? Do you think it was just like, hey, you know what? I wake up I today's the day. Or do you think it was like more premeditated? Yeah, I don't I don't think anything's not calculated with Tommy. And even so let's let's think about the timing of this. This is a week that is the bye week into the Super Bowl. There's no there's no really football game coming up to ha- that has the attention. He would never want to take the attention away from the Super Bowl, which is why it's done right now in the middle of a week of the bye week. And this can all be talked about for a couple days, and then all the attention can go back to Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and the Chiefs. That's another thing that's probably he thought of. He didn't want to do this during Super Bowl week and everything be about him. That's the humility of Tom also. Let's get this out the way so these two teams can go out go out and get their championship. Teddy, I don't know if there was a moment, and I say this, uh, I use the word wacko as respectfully as possible because there is <clears throat> a part of the guy that is a wacko, whether it's the competitiveness, the work ethic, whatever, was there a moment maybe on the practice field or in yeah. the locker room where you're like, this guy's a wacko, but he's my kind of wacko? Yeah, that was, I, I think the best example I can give to that is is when we all made the Pro Bowl together after we beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl and we had just gone back-to-back. And back in those days, the Pro Bowl was played and then teams were announced, the representatives were announced, and then the last ones in the locker room are going to be the Super Bowl champions. So out of the AFC Pro Bowl locker room, you know, the Steelers, we had beaten the championship game, so they were the second to last. And then we were about to be introduced. And Tom looks to myself and Vinatieri and, and Izzo was a Pro Bowl special teamer, and I think Seymour was there also, and he says, nobody's ever won three in a row. And, Gresh, fellas, I still had confetti <laughs> on the bottom of my cleats from the celebration in Jacksonville. And, you know, as, as, as dedicated and addictive and you know, obsessed as that is, you love it, but it's like, bro, I'm trying to relax right now. <laughs> we're all just trying to relax and enjoy this Pro Bowl and we're about to be introduced as a world champion, and you're talking about three in a row. I'm not there yet. <laughs> but he was, and I think he had been there ever since maybe a day after uh, we had won it. And that's just the standard that a lot of us couldn't uphold. But it was just the addiction that was Tom Brady to winning championships and multiple championships. It's, that's all he did it for. Do you think um, – what are your thoughts on the whole one-day contract thing? I mean, returning back to New England – We've been discussing that a little bit. Uh, do you think that's something he would be open to or uh, in the crafts would be open to as well? I don't think that's going to happen. I think Tom has – I think Tom has – maybe he'll, he'll, he won't admit this. Maybe he will, but there's a lot of Coach Belichick in him. There's a lot of Bill and Tom in terms of how his foundation was started and the beliefs and how he got to be in the way he was. And I remember specifically Bill, uh, Tom might have been present where he was, he really doesn't like that. The whole one day contract thing and retire and all mm-hmm. this stuff. What's that even for? You know, I think, I think Tom would, I think <laughs> he said it like Bill too, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you went right into I Bill mode. That's the way. 
that's the way I see it. It's like, man, you were here. We said goodbye. It's all good. Now you did it. Okay, no, that's good. I, I don't. I don't know if I even want to see that. Um, to tell you the truth, you know, Tom has. He's man. A part of me thinks is he. He, he became more than the Patriots. Really, I mean, to go and do what he did in Tampa. And then, uh, man, just just to bring people, you know, together to win that championship. I mean, he's shown so much more since his time here in New England that there's so much more to him. So I don't know if that's going to happen. So okay, so the other aspect of this is, is you know, they don't retire numbers here in New England for the Patriots. They have the Hall of Fame. I get it, yeah. but I do think there is like if Ray Lewis has a statue for the Baltimore Ravens, like should Brady kind of have some sort of. I don't know something, yeah, right? Something, right? I get it. The, the one day contract I get is a little goofy sometimes. It's stupid, but how do you reward him or memorialize him for the career that he had? Yeah, I agree. Um, man, I think I think that'd be a great gesture. And I know that I know the re- the retired number thing is. I don't know where where that goes. So it'd be the first ever. I know there were retired numbers before. I remember being a rookie and walking down and thinking, uh, you know, tips, tips number. Nobody was ever going to wear that and all this. And so these retired numbers thing. And then that sort of just sort of went away. And I don't know how they feel about that there anymore. I think, I don't know, some type of, I would love a statue of Tom outside the, the stadium. It would, it's, he is. He is what was that success is, those six banners up there. And I would love to hear his opinion on that, you know, in terms of uh, if he would even want that. Now, I think that would be something not immediate, yeah. maybe not next year, but maybe in three years he would say, you know what, I, I think that'd be cool because I think it's going to take, Tom, some time to – make the transition because I remember having a conversation when he's like, brew, it's going to be tough for you to transition past football. But I want to turn that back on him and say, no, 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 no. It's going to be tough on you, man. And it's going to take him a little bit, a little bit of a while to understand that, wait, I don't need to do all these things that I was doing before. So what's my life going to be like? I mean, and the last thing that he's thinking about right now is, what to, how New England is going to, you know, honor him in a certain way. I'd say in about three years, those conversations can start. Hell, he played his way into a raise. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. This guy's now going to oh. be working for more money. So if he ever gets to the point to where he's like, ah, you know, that $37.5 million a year to call football games, I'm sure we'll help him. Teddy, I do want to ask you, kind of if you would be kind enough to – Pull back the curtain a little bit because we have talked about Tom Brady, the football player. Yeah. Who is Tom Brady, the person to Teddy Bruschi? Well, <laughs> that's a, that's a very deep question there, Gresh. This is one of my best friends and um, not only to have him as a teammate early in his career, but to, to pretend watch him as an analyst and our, our um, friendship actually continue. I mean, this is a guy that I would talk on the phone with and we would have conversations about our family. And how can I tell you how genuine he's been as a friend to me for, I mean, shoot, two decades. I mean, I can't really tell you. But okay, okay, here. I'm talking to Tom one time on the phone and I'm telling him how Dante, my son, is playing quarterback as a freshman football player. 
And Tom says, no, Dante's playing quarterback? He's like, and I say, yeah. He says, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to FaceTime you. And so we hang up off the phone, and he FaceTimes me back. And I say, yeah, what's up, man? He says, bring me up to Dante. And I'm like, what? He's like, no, bring me up to him. I want to talk to him. So I go up the stairs talking to, t- talking to Tom on FaceTime, realizing that this, I think Tom's in his pajamas, actually, and he has a knee brace on when he had a knee injury and all of that stuff. And then I go up to my room, and I say, Dante, uh, Mr. Brady wants to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, what's up? My son's in his underwear. Okay, <laughs> So he, we're FaceTiming Tom in his pajamas. And Dante's in his underwear, and Tom says, "And Tom says, hey Dante, show me how you hold the football." So, so Tom continues. Uh, so Tom continues to show Dante and tell him how to hold the football and what his stance should be in his room while my son's in his underwear and Tom's like in his pajamas. And that's just it's it, it, it's that's who it was all the time and. I think Tom needs to realize that how he's thanking everyone for his career, we all need to be thanking him for the standard that he showed of being a teammate, a friend, an individual, how he was classy with the media the, for so often under such controversial even times. He was just the perfect the perfect example of what young players and young and fathers that have sons that are playing the game should really look to and say, that guy did it right. Well, we thank you for uh, making some time. I know you're on the FOF list and you probably got mad dog Russo there waiting to scream at you in about 10 minutes over something. You know what I mean? But Teddy Bruschi is going to be, uh, he's, I worked for him for a year. He is talk about an interesting human being. Holy cow. There's, there's a a whole, whole show in that as well. But Teddy, thanks for the time, man. It really means a lot. You hopped on great stories, great uh, perspective on Tom Brady. Thank you. I'm sure we are uh, among the many that you're going to have to talk to today up there at the Four Letter Network, and we appreciate it, man. Thanks, Teddy. All right, fellas. My pleasure. I don't mind telling stories about my buddy. Oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Teddy. 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 Teddy.